Shalom, and welcome back to another episode of It's All About the Aliyah. I want to again thank Israel TV Network for the use of this beautiful studio. Uh, they are amazing partners with uh, Ezra International. You know, every time I go out to speak in front of a live audience, there's a question that comes up. And in fact, it comes up uh, with all of our speakers, and that is, what happens to the Jewish people when they return to the land of Israel? Do we just leave them there on their own, or is there some mechanism, some help, support for them in the land? Well, I have my guest today is probably the best man to answer that question. He is the founder and director of uh, Ministry to Israel. He is also the international director of Ezra International, and his name is Michael Utterback. Michael, welcome, and thanks for being with me today. Gary, so, so good to be with you. I always enjoy uh, the times you and I get together, and especially today, I'm looking forward to this time with you. I am too, because it's an opportunity to, uh, to share, uh, you know, answer this question, this burning question with many of our supporters uh, continue to, to give each month, but have this burning question on their mind, you know, what happens to the Jewish people once they get back to the land. And I thought, who better to answer that question than you? Well, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, really, that, that's probably one of the best questions that, that we can ask because uh, we, we need to know, you know, it's not just good enough to get them into the land, but what, what's going on in their lives afterwards? Because they, they go on, they get established, and they, you know, they have to go through life just like we do. Yeah. And so it's a good question. Um, Quite honestly, that question came to me back in 1997. Uh, I'd been involved in Aliyah. I was, I was working in the uh, former Soviet Union in the western part of Russia, St. Petersburg, helping Jewish people come out then. Mm -hmm. uh, opened up uh, Uzbekistan. I was going in and out of there. We, you know, we were helping uh, bus people to get to the Jewish agency to get out. And, and we were doing a lot of work with Exabus, uh, Pat Frame, which you, you'll be interviewing her and our colleague. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we were working together in those days. In 1997, uh, I was in Jerusalem, and I was praying, and it just dropped in my spirit, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, not enough? Well, I mean, okay, what are we supposed to do? And so the Lord began dealing with me that I must help them when we get them to the nation of Israel. And so we started uh, in the very beginning, not a lot of money. Uh, we just used what we had, but we started the Jerusalem Support Center. Mm -hmm. And we rented a place and we began opening up to the new Olim, uh, the new immigrants that were coming into the land and helping as many as we could in those early days, uh, just in Jerusalem. We, we didn't have anything outside of it. Some had hurt, you know, other cities, they would come to us yeah. and uh, get, get help. And so that's how we how we started. And it really kind of came from a, and my wife uh, was you know, with some friends that were in Jerusalem and there were some new immigrants that came to their house. Mm. They didn't have anything. And and uh, so she she was there for a while and had to go back to the United States. And she we had a baby yeah. uh, and she said, why don't we just give all of this stuff to some of these new mommies? And that that is what sparked. Uh, the beginning of the Jerusalem Support Center. First thing we started doing was helping mommies. Uh, we began buying strollers. We began putting together baby baskets that had all kinds of goodies inside of them. And 
uh, you know, for babies and, and for mommies. And um, from there, you know, we, we started helping with clothing. Then we had food vouchers, a food voucher. Uh, you know, you could buy a basket of goods, but it might not meet the need of someone in Israel. So we got food vouchers where they could go to local stores and buy what they needed. And uh, so the Jerusalem Support Center is where we began. We worked there for quite a few years. And then we began to expand out. And we have four centers right now all across uh, the nation of Israel. We've got one up in Haifa. Uh, we have one in Afula, which is the Jezreel Valley. Everybody knows about uh, the Jezreel Valley and the Battle of Armageddon. Well, you know, what's wonderful, Gary, is that the Holy Spirit's moving in that valley right now. Yeah. Touching a lot of lives and a lot of new immigrants, as you know, are moving into that region. So we set up a center there, also down in Beersheba, it's another area mm -hmm. uh, where a lot of people are, are moving in to that area as well. So we got four centers uh, that we're working in uh, right now. And uh, we have like 14 staff members that are full-time with us, uh, taking care of you know the needs of these Olim. And we've grown from just helping a few to where we're helping like 16,000 a year. Uh, touching the new immigrants who are coming into the country. That is fantastic, Michael. I mean, when you think about how practical and real and tangible that is, yeah. uh, you know, we, I think sometimes we tend to think in such spiritual terms, you know, when it comes to the return of the Jewish people and the restoration of the land, but there's real need and re for real people. And you're doing such a, a beautiful work. Well, you know, Gary, I, I, I learned this a long time ago, but, but all prophecy is fulfilled in practical ways. All, I mean, you know, we hear about the restoration. Israel is going to be born again. Well, it had to be born through a battle. Six nations fighting them in 1948 and, and, and came against them. And so God overwhelmed the enemies in order to establish a nation of Israel, a prophecy that had to have a practical way of, of coming to pass. So, yeah, I mean, everything we're doing is very practical. And you know that real well, how our guys are out there working away day after day, slaving basically with documents and trying to find, you know, information to help Jewish people to, to know uh, how to get to Israel. And so it becomes extremely practical. But reality are, is what the, we are fulfilling prophecy that God spoke many, many years ago about helping the Jews in the land of Israel. Exactly. And, you know, you and I know they, they come from these nations and the, from the former Soviet Union and other places with maybe just a couple of bags. Uh, they don't have the essentials that they need really to, to settle in the land. And uh, what you're doing is such a, such a great work and uh, meeting such a real need. Uh, wow. again, ordinary people doing extraordinary things is what I like to say. And it, it, it's what it is. Uh, yeah. God's hands and feet and, and uh, you know, sharing with, with his uh, people as they return. Yeah, praise God. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? That's a good place to, uh, to take our break. We have to go to a commercial right now. So, Michael, uh, we'll, we'll pick it up uh, on the other side of the break. Uh, we'll All right. Be, we'll be right back. What if Abram didn't leave Ur of the Chaldees when God called him? What if Moses refused to go to the Pharaoh asking for Pharaoh to let his people go? What if Joshua had not led the children of Israel into the Promised Land? What if Cyrus did not issue his decree? What if Esther did not use her position with the king for such a time? 
what if Daniel did not pray in Daniel 9? What if Nehemiah did not rebuild the walls of Jerusalem? What if we don't respond to God's call to the Gentiles? You can be a part of God's prophecy being fulfilled today. Stand with Ezra International today before it's too late. All right, welcome back. We're talking with Michael Utterback, the founder and director of Ministry to Israel. Uh, Michael, uh, before the break, we were talking about the practical uh, ways that you're helping people. And I think you hit on something that uh, I'll bet is a, a huge asset uh, to, to the people coming into the Israeli bureaucracy. I mean, don't you help them navigate through the process of, of all the practical things they need to do? Yeah, I mean, you know, when, when someone enters the country, our guys, of course, you know, around the world are helping them with documentation, proving they're Jewish. Once they get to Israel, um, the Israeli government does help. They give them what is called a shekel basket. It's, mm -hmm. it's diminished as far as the amount that they're getting now because uh, you know, Israel's got so many other things that yeah. they have to take care of. But, but they get help, but only for a certain amount of time. And uh, after a while, those funds begin to diminish and, and to drop off. And especially during this, this pandemic, uh, a lot of these folks have come but haven't been able to find a job. Mm. And so they find themselves sometimes in, in dire straits trying to figure out how to pay a bill, how to buy food. And so that's where for organizations like ours, Ministry to Israel and Ezra International together combined, yeah. where we help these folks. And we, I mean, you know, I mentioned earlier food vouchers. That's one thing. We give thousands and thousands of dollars away that are mm. translated into shekels uh, on a monthly basis, just helping them to get enough food so they can pay bills. Yeah, uh, We'll also pay bills for them. I mean, one of the things that we do sometimes if they have a medical bill uh, where they can't pay it uh, and they're they're being charged for it in a hospital, we'll step in and pay the hospital uh, the bill for that uh, that person or, or someone in their family. We take care of those medical bills. Um, you know, we we do all kinds of things like like uh, with clothing. I'd mentioned that uh, we do some of that mostly with babies and children. Mm -hmm. uh, because they can't afford to, you know, to, to take care of those needs. So it sets them free again. We pay for school bills. Uh, when kids go to school, they have to have books. They've got all kinds of things that the uniforms in some places buy the uniforms for. So, I mean, our, our work is to help them get off of the ground and become part of the society of, of Israel. And it's hard. I mean, at first it's a honeymoon. You know, I mean, we're here. We are. We're in Israel. We're home. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, reality sets in. It's like, oh no, we're in Israel. We got to learn the language. We don't know the banking system. We don't know the school system. We're not. We're not sure even how to to buy things in the store because it's all in Hebrew. They got to learn the language. So our guys step in and go with them to these different places. We take them to banks. We do uh, all we can in order to help them to. Uh, to absorb into the land of Israel, which is a difficult process as it, you know, as it relates, but they get through it. Yeah. Uh, and after a while they become powerful citizens and, and uh, 
you know, it's it's amazing to watch the transformation take place. I, I can imagine. And I think, again, that is so tangible, so real and so practical um, because these are these are everyday challenges that yeah. you're helping them navigate. And that that's yeah. that is so neat. Um, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, feeding, uh, you know, they come in, they're hungry. And you mentioned, uh, I think, hospital uh, visits or bills. Um, all I could think of was Matthew 25, when, when yeah. Yeshua said, what you do for the least of these, you know, I was hungry and you gave me to eat. I was sick and you visited me. These, this is really fulfilling that command, that, uh, that, that charge to his uh, grafted in ones, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, Jesus said, if you did it to the least of these, my brethren. Right. And, you know, I, I, one time, Gary, I, I studied that out. I thought, well, is that the brethren in the, in the body of Christ? I, I think so to a point, but he was talking about his Jewish brothers. Absolutely. 17 sources and every one of them came down to Jesus was talking about his, his Jewish brothers and sisters who were struggling. So that's exactly what people that are giving to, to our ministry, to Ezra International, they're, they're fulfilling that scripture right there that Jesus said, yes. you know, if you do this, you're doing it to me. Yes, I've, I've often talked about that. You know, Joel chapter three gives us the context. It's the judgment of the nations. And he says, on account of my brethren, my heritage, Israel. So yeah. I'm totally yeah. in agreement with you. And I think that you're, the work that you're doing in, that, in the land is fulfilling that exactly. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and I, you know, I, you mentioned Ezra MTI. I think this would be a good place to, uh, to talk about that relationship. I mean, maybe some of our viewers are confused. They say, I'm, well, I'm watching Ezra International. Who is this guy from Ministry to Israel? And what, how, how, does that, how did that happen, Michael? Yeah, that, that is a little confusing to some people, I guess, because it's, it seems like two different organizations. But really, um, our work is exactly the same, bringing Jewish people from around the world which is called Aliyah, which Ezra, our side of the ministry, Ezra does that work. And then, then helping them in the land, ministry to Israel uh, does that. We do both. Mm. Uh, and, and like Mel Holzel, you know, Mel's our president of Ezra International. Uh, Mel's on my board with ministry to Israel and, and has a lot to say about what we do. And then I'm an international director with Ezra. And so I'm very involved. So, so it's, it's really just one ministry, one heart, uh, but it's, it's, it's both sides yeah. of, of what needs to transpire in, in the Jewish person's life, not just get them there, help them there, and not just help them there, but get them there. And so we, we do it all together. So it's, it's a phenomenal way. I, I think, Gary, this is probably, and I'm not, you know, I'm not casting rocks at anybody else, but this, this way of doing it is, is, a, a total full ministry. It's not just half, not just helping them in the land or helping them get out of other countries, but it, it's total and it's full and it's, it's full circle uh, with what we do together. I, I think you're absolutely right. And it's, it's, a, it's a marriage made in heaven, uh, the, the, the two ministries becoming one. I like the way you describe it, one ministry, the two arms, you know, the two arms of God uh, doing both uh, the return and helping them in the, time, in the time of the restoration as it goes on. Um, yep. You know, Michael, I, we, unfortunately, we're up against another break. Let's uh, pause for this commercial and we'll come right back. 
What if Abram didn't leave Ur of the Chaldees when God called him? What if Moses refused to go to the Pharaoh asking for Pharaoh to let his people go? What if Joshua had not led the children of Israel into the Promised Land? What if Cyrus did not issue his decree? What if Esther did not use her position with the king for such a time? What if Daniel did not pray in Daniel 9? What if Nehemiah did not rebuild the walls of Jerusalem? What if we don't respond to God's call to the Gentiles? You can be a part of God's prophecy being fulfilled today. Stand with Ezra International today before it's too late. All right, welcome back. We're talking to Michael Otterback and we were talking about, Michael, the uh, the unity between MTI and Ezra International, the one ministry, the one heart. Uh, can you tell our audience how that came about, a little history of how we uh, became one ministry? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting, really, Gary, that that I, I was I was working in Israel. The Lord had called me many years ago, and uh, that's that's for another segment that we'll do sometime about about that particular call. Okay. But I was working with the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem. I was international director, but I was also the Aliyah director uh, at the time. And uh, I get a phone call in my office, and somebody says, "There's a gentleman downstairs that wants to talk to you. His name is Mel." So I go downstairs. We sit around and begin talking, and Mel. Holzel, uh, was the first time I ever met him. Uh, he came and he said, I've got a word from God. And uh, he said, the ministries in, in Jerusalem need to start working together more. And I love this guy from the first second I met him. And I thought, yeah, okay. <laughs> so we had a meeting together. And, and uh, then, then uh, you know, I went my way, he went his way. And, and uh, he called me again. He said, you know, uh, there's a couple ladies in this town that uh, have have told me about your love for for Aliyah. Can we get together and talk more about it? So we did. All right, that started uh, our work. He had to go to a, to Sochi, which is on the Black Sea in Russia, uh-huh. and uh, he invited me to go. So I went with him to Sochi. We decided to start working together in Sochi. Came back, and uh, then we were communicating back and forth about the work, and and I. At one time, I felt like I really needed to go to Siberia. Uh, this was back in, I mean, 96, 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I felt I've got to go to Siberia and I want to go to China. How can we help the Jews in those areas? That was my drive. Well, I told Mel about her on phone call. He said, hey, man, you know, the Lord's been dealing with me about Siberia. Let's go together. And I said, all right. So he and I got on airplanes. We went out to China. Uh, which is a whole story in itself. It was exciting, a lot of fun. We went to Kaifeng, 6,000 Jews, by the way, living in China in those days. Mm. And uh, some of them are coming out now, but in those days, they weren't. Yeah. And so we went together to uh, uh, Kaifeng, and uh, we we taught in classes. It was really cool. We, we met Jewish the Jewish uh, leaders of the community. Now, we met a certain family that was there. And eventually, we literally helped them get out of China. Mm. And so that's where Mel and I started there. And then we, we ended up going back into Siberia. 
uh, we were in Novosibirsk, uh, and we opened up a, a center there, he and I together. I put money into it, so did he. And that was kind of the beginning of our work together. It started in Siberia. What developed after that was I knew that I had to establish this work in Israel. Mel was working in Ukraine with, with Ezra at the time. And so we decided, you know, in, in a roundabout way, you, you help, you start this work in Israel and get it growing. I'll, I'll do the fisherman side of this and we'll work together on both camps, which is what I do. I go in and out of Ukraine like you do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I speak in different places. I raise a lot of funds for, for uh, Aliyah, for Ezra, but I also help with ministry to Israel. And then, you know, Mel's a big part of what we're doing in Ezra International. We work together now in both camps. So that's how we get started. And uh, Mel and I are blood brothers. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know, you couldn't put two brothers together and be any closer. Yeah, uh, we've been over the world together. Uh, and, and uh, man, I love that guy. And he loves me. Yes, uh, it, it, it shows. And uh, it, it's that, that love. Uh, on, a, on th this level sh just translates into a love for uh, the work that God has oh, yeah. called you both to do for all of us. You know, we all, as a, as a family, I like calling it the, the Ezra MTI family, because I think we've all been uh, called to, to do this work uh, in this generation. And um, yeah. it's, it's an act of love for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Well. Well, you know, in the little bit of time we have left, Michael, why don't you share with our audience a little bit more about the, the practical work on the ground? Uh, I would, by the way, I'd love to have you back to, to teach uh, some more on this program, uh, maybe pick I'd a topic and, and expound on it, which uh, we, we could do. But today we'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the practical work that you do. All right. Well, I'll, I'll just mention just a couple more things. I know you're running out of time, so uh, but I'll mention we bring containers into the country, by the way. Mm -hmm. And we're bringing them from from Holland. Uh, our Ezra folks in in, uh, in Holland are helping us with containers. We're bringing them out of uh, the UK. Uh, there are we have Ezra M MTI people working in in that area from the United States. We bring forty foot containers packed with aid that Christians supply, and uh, we bring it to Israel. And that's how we are able to distribute from our our four centers that are the different places I've mentioned earlier. And not only do we, we do our work through the centers with the uh, MTI Ezra, but we help 30 other fellowships. If they're doing something and they need aid, we share it with them because we want, we want the, the most important thing, Gary, is that people see the face of Jesus doing this. That's what's important to us. Mm. It's not just that we're giving aid away, but these are believers in, in Jesus, the Messiah that are giving aid uh, to his precious, precious children. And that's the message. It's, it's not like we're going preaching because we can't do that. We won't do that. Right. But what we are showing them is our love through all of our acts. So this aid that comes through the containers comes from all over the world, from Christians all over the world that are saying to the nation of Israel, we love you, we care for you. And this is the way they do it. We do containers. We help lone soldiers. That's a whole other story that we could talk about. Holocaust survivors is, is on our heart. Uh, we help hundreds and hundreds of Holocaust survivors every single month. We're going to them. And COVID 
actually has helped us to get out of our centers to go out to where these people are. So we go knocking on their door, bring a basket of goods, ask them what they need. They need walkers. They need, you know, all types of uh, things, even diapers, adult diapers. We supply that. Um, so all of these things uh, are, are to do one thing, and that's to say, we love you. We care about you. Yeah. And you're not. That is that is so important. When you think about the face of of Christianity, the face of Jesus that most Jewish people have seen throughout history, uh, we had we have a lot to overcome when it comes to showing them the true face of Jesus and the true, you know, those of us who love love their God and love them. Uh, and so what you're doing is, is going such a long way in, in showing them that, that true face of, of our Messiah. That's, that's fantastic. Um, wow. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, I love the fact that you said, too, with COVID, you've gone out. I think we have found the silver lining in much of this. Unfortunately, the pandemic has, has shut down so much of the world. And yet we've been able to reach the world through this program. You're going out in the land of Israel with your team. So um, thank God, you know, that we've yeah. found, found a way. Yeah, to the way. The Lord knew this was coming. That's right. And, and uh, he's told us to do the ministry. So he's, he's making a way for it. And it's actually been wonderful. Yeah. Now that the doors are open, a lot of the people we've gone out to see are coming to our offices now uh, and sharing with our staff. And, you know, it just... Uh, it's really been amazing what God has done through all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he, it's his holy namesake at, it's at stake, right? Michael, I mean, he, he told us that this would happen and he didn't say it will happen unless there's a pandemic or unless there's a war. He, he said it will happen. And yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, well, Michael, this has been a joy. I, we got to do it again. And like I said, we'll pick uh, pick some topics that uh, I would love for you to expound on, and uh, we'll have you back because I think okay. that, I think this looking is forward to that. Good, good. We'll do it soon. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being with us today. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this visit with Michael Otterback and uh, learned a little bit more about the the other side. Uh, we bring bring the Jewish people home, and they're well taken care of when they get to the land of Israel. All right, we'll see you next time. Shalom. God bless you.